episode of the Nintendo Entertainment Podcast. I am Triforce Todd. Joining me today is Mario Will. Ah, uh, hope everyone's enjoying their Thanksgiving Day by the time they listen to this podcast. Yeah, enjoy the turkey, enjoy the food, and yeah, get ready for the upcoming Black Friday sales as well. So yeah, yay, capitalism, yay. <laughs> you will buy all the stuff. But I don't have any money. You will buy all the stuff. The God made credit cards. <laughs> yeah, and uh, also here is Skull Kit Scott. Oh, oh, sorry. Uh, had to make sure that I caught this Pokemon real quick. Okay. Uh, hello. Wait, for real? <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. We, we already know he does face summons during that podcast. <laughs> Why not a Pokemon catch? Hey, quick balls are life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, if she used that on an Espeon, that wouldn't have blacked out. All right. Uh,. Today, we are doing a special episode of the podcast because, well, tomorrow is Thanksgiving at the time of recording, and we honestly could have gotten away with not doing it, but then everything that's been happening with uh, Pokemon Scarlet and Violet, including the new sales news that just came out right before we did the podcast, uh, we, we felt compelled that to uh, give you all our first impressions of the games and talk about everything else that's been going on. Uh so let's get started off with what have you been playing? Now, two of us have been playing the game you expect us to play. One of us has not. Would you like to guess who? One of these things are not like the other. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I was I was gonna do that next, but that, that's that's pretty much it. Yes, Will has not. <laughs> Bought nor played Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. And yes, technically he did say he was not going to, but I can still judge him because I'm the host. Mm, right, right. So yeah, as as our dear host alluded, yes, I had did not play uh Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. Did not catch the hype because if you haven't known already yet, we we will make a main topic about it. But of course, there has been some technical difficulties in regard to that game. But I digress. But in my defense as well, I was also at Anime NYC this past weekend. And yeah, um, aside from that, like, it definitely was a very good time. I have to definitely see some um, great cosplays, including like, definitely some uh, Xenoblade Chronicles 3 representation of like Uni, Noah. Yeah, like, very, actually found some um, good Xenoblade Chronicles 3 cosplayers. A um, couple, of course, naturally, a lot, of, a lot of Spy Family cosplayers, naturally, including Attack on Titan, since um, the author of uh isayama hajime yeah was at the at the convention at javits center this past weekend um overall it was just very um it was definitely enjoyable i definitely met my i got a lot of autographs definitely even also some uh, vtubers uh, actually saw it, um iron mouse and Kason, which again I, i'm a big fan of those two so v shoujo definitely a good vtuber presence as well as hollow life so <laughs> i know i know it's a nintendo Power podcast but i i'll just be brief on that but it's, it's kind of funny. Talk about my Comic Con experiences, so why don't you talk about your anime Comic Con experiences? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, in in hindsight, there is a connection because again, with Fire Emblem engaged, and that was created from a VTuber artist, so I guess that kind of connects in in hindsight. <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah, VTuber present, of course. Naturally, I see Jeremy Lay, uh, Johnny Young Bosch. I mean, I, I, it was definitely great uh, to see those two. But of course, naturally, unfortunately, tragedy happened, and yeah. It's kind of put a damper on things, but again, we keep on moving on. That's how life is. But overall, the convention anime OSC was great. Uh, so, yeah, again, cosplayers, again, you, 
I didn't really see a whole lot of Nintendo-based cosplays, now I think about it, because again, it is basically anime-based, but overall, um, this this year, I will be writing my review on it, but overall, this year, they have improved. They definitely have improved. There are still some things I did not like, like... uh, like this time around, they have um, a lottery-based system for your uh, for any autographs and panels, which is weird. I mean, I do not want to rely on orange Jesus. I only want to use it in in gotcha, not in my panels. So gotcha, real life. Uh, I mean, it technically it is fair, but at the same time, I don't want to rely on orange Jesus that much. But yeah, I, I will be writing that more later on in uh, my article but uh so yeah anime obviously definitely great i hope you continue to improve upon that and gaming wise um as i said i was more or less busy this past weekend but i have actually been uh jumped into the new season of fall guys season three which is sea base atlantis and new game the new maps <laughs> it, it's quite something obviously everything is based on atlantis and i still cannot believe they actually managed to get these these three collabs First is um, uh, uh, Skyrim with the Dova Bean. Yes, they call it the Dova Bean. They actually ha- also managed to snag the IP of Ultra- Ultraman. Uh, if you know the, the Japanese or Ultraman Tiga, which, yeah, I'm quite surprised. But naturally, if you talk about the sea, you got to have the famous SpongeBob, which I have. I mean, sure, in hindsight, it kind of, it, I mean, obviously, sea-based theme, and of course, it works. But the fact that, that the, the, the team at MediaTonic managed to snag the IP of SpongeBob is like wow i mean compared to last season with uh hatsune miku spark and the xenomorph is like <laughs> interesting interesting time interesting times so yeah the new season of fall guys season three is currently out right now on available and yeah the, the mini games definitely quite fun definitely quite fun so if you if you have a chance to definitely by all means uh jump in to see what the new games are all about and yeah, that's pretty much it. Not nothing really much. Again, I have not. I'm catching on the Pokemon Fever. I'm just getting ready for Final Engagement that comes in January, and just trying to get try to touch my back. Like hopefully, this coming Thanksgiving to finish up on us Spark, Rapid Sparks Pope. So yeah, uh, so yeah, that's basically what I've been playing for the most part. All right. Yeah, and uh, so just a full warning, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, me and Scott are now going to talk about our time with Pokemon, and we're going to go as expansive as we can, but we're not going to get into spoilers. We will do our best to avoid that. Uh, we will talk about you know the early parts of the game and the Pokemon we've caught at, at points, what we've thought about uh, Gen 9, uh, the three different storylines and everything. So, if you are wanting to keep things mostly unspoiled, go ahead and leave. We, we understand. Uh, we'll, I don't know how long we'll be talking, but we'll be talking long enough, okay? <laughs> we will be talking quite a bit. And if you're expecting us to talk about the bugs and glitches, oh, we'll get there. Oh, we'll, we'll get there. Okay? <laughs> that's going to be part of our main event, all right? Separate discussion. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, Scott, actually, I'll start with you. What, we'll just start with this. First impressions of your... You've been in the game 32 hours, as, as you told me right before the show started. Yes. <laughs> what is your overall impression, slash first impression, I guess, of the game now 32 hours in? Honestly, I really like it. Um, there are, of course, going to be some issues I have with how they do their balancing with like the Pokemon levels. I was hoping that this was going to be the game that scaled to your level, but it isn't that... But even without that, I do find it actually a lot better 
than I was expecting. And I think it was because one of the reasons is that they, they've, what I've seen is that they, and I guess experience is that they balance like the shared XP. So you don't get nearly as much XP for everything there, which I think is a good thing. That means that your, your party's not going to be super over leveled by the time you actually get to like gyms or stuff. And so having that as an aspect is really nice. I really like the catching and having like things unlocking the further you get into the story rather than having just everything open. Um, overall, I think I really like the direction that the Pokemon series is going with these two games. And I'm really excited to see what else that we have in store. So that's my initial impressions of the game. But there's... My favorite thing about this game is just like the surprises that are in store of seeing the new Pokemon in the overworld, seeing all this like things just like happen. Like I've accidentally fell into an area I wasn't supposed to be in. So I found a bunch of level 50 Pokemon when I was like level 20. <laughs> and then I caught one of the quick ball. <laughs> of course you did. And then I ran away because I didn't want to fight anything else there. And then I realized that this Pokemon is not going to listen to me because I only had two badges at the time. Yeah, I believe it. Uh, so I was working on trying to get that Pokemon um, back in storage, just waiting until I get other things to level 50. <laughs> whatever it takes. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Which is nice. Um, I think overall, this is a fantastic direction for the Pokemon company to be going with Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. And I think the open world mechanic is a good system for like catching and seeing Pokemon that, I mean, especially with them having so many new ones with this one that we weren't seeing before. And I kept myself mostly spoiler free. So seeing all these like new Pokemon in the overworld that I haven't seen before is actually like, I don't know, it makes me feel like a kid in a candy store. Or when I first played Pokemon, when you first see like, an icon that shows up as the Pokemon's there, but then you just see all these new ones just at the same time, and you just kind of get overloaded of, what one do I want to get first? Yeah. <laughs> Alright, uh, for me, this is, I already know, I'm, I'm going to be reviewing the, the game for the site, and I already know my subtitle for the game, and it's Broken Yet Beautiful. <laughs> because <laughs> as we'll talk about the glitches in this game are numerous and weird and hilarious at times and yet it still is an amazing pokemon game um which is not ironically kind of what i've heard about sonic frontiers it's a broken <laughs> game but it's a, it's fun when it allows it to be but this is i think is a better version of that because as scott noted there's just a fun in wandering around and if you recall my Pokemon Arceus review, which I gave a 4.5 out of 5, uh, I loved just going through the, 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 the regions of, of Hisui and seeing what Pokemon I could find and just exploring and trying to catch them all to build the Pokedex. I had such joy in that. And with this game, it's, exp it's an expanded version of that. Uh, it is indeed open world, though there are some caveats, as I'm sure Scott knows, and we'll get to that. <laughs> but it's incredibly open. Like, you have, right from the start, you're told you can go left, you can go right, or you, you can just do whatever you want. 
and like okay so i chose one direction and i took that as far as i wanted and i'm like you know i want to go see the left side now and (laughs) i went and enjoyed that and i could tell you immediately if i had gone left instead of right my pokemon team would be entirely different right now uh yes (laughs) which which honestly sucks and i I noticed this on twitter and i I know scott saw this my biggest problem one of my biggest problems with this game is there are so many great pokemon in here it's so hard to make your party a sixth it is changing constantly (laughs) i i I don't change mine constantly because i have a good team right now but and uh, other times i want to like stick with my squad because I'm I'm trying to evolve them into their you know final forms, which are not which is not always easy. Looking at you, Palmot, and I'm like I want to go to this Pokemon, but I can't because I I'm going to be doing this soon. I don't want to like try and level them all up, and I have all these EXP candies to try and uh, help with that. And then I go into a new area and I find other Pokemon that I like. Like I I was doing a I was trying to get to this one city. To get a gym leader and i got distracted i'm like okay oh oh there's some trainers here i might as well get some quick exp in and then i find this cave area and i'm like oh that's kind of cool there's a cave area let me just see what's in here and i find uh, uh, a noibat i find um crap what was the oh i find a gibble and yes. i know and like th- th- that right there is like two epic pokemon because it's like two different kinds of dragons and, and and ash pokemon as you all know hopefully <laughs> and so then i just start going around and i keep finding like more pokemon i found it Met- i found a metadite i found a hariyama and uh i kid you not i had five battles in a row that ended because of critical hits like why <laughs> and i was doing different attacks too and it just kept getting critical hit critical hit critical hit i'm like i'm never that lucky like what the heck i'm trying to catch this pokemon stop it so stop dying no. <laughs> like and then like even right before coming onto this podcast i was playing right up until we were about to pl- uh, start and i was trying to get to this team uh star base and i start i found this tunnel and i'm like Okay, let's see where this goes. And I found another tunnel. I'm like, okay, let's see where that goes. And I battled a trainer, and I beat a Hariyama. And then I go into another tunnel. And I'm like, okay, where does this one go? And I see another tunnel. And then that one led me to a Terrastall Espeon, which was so so much of a jerk that it blacked me out instead of getting caught. My only blackout of the game. And I, usually I don't even suffer these blackouts, but I hadn't saved in a while. And I wanted to see what would happen. And it, it's much more forgiving in... Uh, these games and it was the yes. original days where you like lost half your money. I lost only two grand. I'm like, dude, I got like eighty thou in the bank plus elite <laughs> points. So I'm like, I'm good, thanks. But that's the thrill of this game. I have lost so much time not doing the main quest because I'm just I'm looking around. And and like Scott said, you bump into a Pokemon and you're like, wait, I don't recognize that one. So you go into the bat and you're like, oh that's a new Pokemon and then that's a new Pokemon. And there's ones that have like color variations that give you different Pokedex entries. Um and I even found one of those areas where it was like a whole bunch of level 50 plus Pokemon, and I'm trying to beat it with my level 40 uh, Skeledurge. And, like, okay, like, I could do this, and I did most of the time. <laughs> but it's, for all of its flaws, and there are flaws, I'm so, I'm having so much fun, like, just going around this Pokemon world not worrying about too much you know not like like, oh i have to go to this badge gym next or i have to go to this gym next no it's just like now nah, i like that one. Oh, that one's a good type advantage for me like i can do that one like i've only been turned around like once because of accessibility and 
that was just because of proximity. So I'm like, might as well just do this one since I'm right here, and that's what led me to the Espeon blackouts. Thanks a lot for that. Let's do deep <laughs> uh, but yeah, I'm having a blast. Like this is a fun game. It's just incredibly unrefined. So, yeah. One thing I also want to say is uh, I played the multiplayer like union rooms where like you kind of join your worlds with someone else and like play in their world, and it is really like well done. I was very impressed because I wasn't ex I wasn't sure what to expect because Pokemon and well basically Nintendo servers in general are very hit or miss. But even like if say you do have like a miscommunication error or anything that happens with like during you in someone else's world, it still will save all the data of everything you've done in that world till then. And then I'll just basically take a one like half minute screen refresh to boot you out of the online system or online server. So it's just like it's very forgiving and it's very like well stabilized. So playing with other people is actually really fun. Yeah, I will definitely have to uh, do that with you before my review just to like test it out on my own. So, yes. but yeah, I'll, I'll definitely want to do it. And that. That's good to know because that was a, a major feature of the game was you know being able to connect with others in the actual world and do like Terra battles. Like I, I remember you telling me a few days into the launch that you were like on a server with someone else and you were just doing Terra battles to get like all sorts of EXP candy and money and you were like yes deep after a while. <laughs> Yes, I, I got so much money from raids, and then you get a lot of, like, experience candies, and it's just, like, the raids give you a lot of stuff, which is really nice. Yeah. So, all right, now let's uh, shift to the, uh, I want to talk about the opening of the game, because they definitely do things a, a bit differently than before, uh, in terms of who you are, you know, just making it to the academy is an adventure on its own. Yes. And, um, uh, then how you slowly learn about the treasure hunt. I like the idea that this is actually eclipsing in real time at points. Like, it's like, oh, a few days later, like, <laughs> you don't, like, just arrive, and it's like, hey, get out of there. You're going on a treasure hunt. <laughs> no, you have to do some schoolwork first, and then you do the treasure hunt. They, they, they let you have some, like, weeks or so of just actually learning and doing classes before they just throw you out in the wild. Yeah. <laughs> so, and I, and I appreciate that because... You know, a lot of the times we li like I know multiple games where like you j you literally get off the out of the moving van into your house and then you go find the professor. So you just moved in and now you're moving out. Like <laughs> that doesn't seem right. Yes. <laughs> but uh, I liked I liked the uh, the quest to get to the school. It, it was a nice little lead up and learning about everything. Uh, I caught a shiny Pokemon two minutes into the game. <laughs> You lucky dog. Hey, this has only happened to me one other time. It was with uh, Pokemon. I think I got Sun first, and I caught a shiny Picky Pack, like a couple, like an hour into the into the game, and it's and it remains one of the only shiny Pokemon. I, I think I've only caught three or four, of my, not including Arceus, where you can catch them, you know, somewhat on the regular. Um, like main other pure generations, I have only caught like three or four in my lifetime. One was a Gloom. One was Picky Pack, and now I got a Hoppip, which I fully evolved. I kept that thing in my team, not because I like this Pokemon, I really don't, but because I like, oh, I have a Grass type, and I need, I want to see its shiny evolved forms. <laughs> that was it. That was my only reasoning for having a Hoppip in my party, and I still have it because I'm like, well, I might as well. 
<laughs> I mean, I've been leveling up this far. <laughs> yeah, but it's a good grass type. I mean, it, it has sleep powder, which I will happily use. So, uh, but I, I've I've been enjoying that, and then when you get to the the point where you can have the branching storylines, this was my biggest confusion going into the game because they didn't explicitly say how the three branch story would work between uh, Victory Road, uh, Path of Legends, and Starfall Road. I was like, okay, are we just going to pick one and stick with it? Or are we going to have the option to uh, like choose one and then maybe dive into the other if we like it? And thankfully, it was the I think it was best that it was the second one because there's only five Starfall bases and five Titans for you to face in uh, Path of Legends. And I like the idea of you bouncing around between these storylines. Yeah, it it adds to the fun. That way, it's like, okay, let's you know just do Victory Road, then restart the game. Let's do do Path of Legends and restart the game. That that would get old. Yeah, I'm I'm glad that they did it this way in that sense. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, I I I started out on Victory Road, but then I dove into Path of Legends and I did, uh, uh, Starfall Road, and then I went back to. Then I did another battle, a gym battle, and then I did another Titan battle, and now I'm back to Star Battle. And I like that freedom. And, and again, I'm going like all over the map. I'm not even trying to attack like one side of the map than the other. I'm like, okay, like this one looks interesting. That's a good type matchup. Uh, this one looks fun. Oh, I need to go back and you know cover up, cover and uh, do another Starfall road. And I I, I like that. I I like having that variety within the worlds where it's more than just you know go to this city and then go to this city and then go to this city because that after eight generations that gets old <laughs> only a little that was just... <laughs> but yeah i do agree and i do appreciate that with uh like the three i guess routes there's always something to do in those routes whenever you are on the map so whenever you're like adventuring there's always going to be something there you'll be able to find so having say you're in one area and there's oh there's just a random base of one of the star members here or you're in another area and there's just randomly a gym, or there's just randomly a titan deciding to be on top of a mountain, or something like that. So there's always something to do with these three routes. Yeah, and then as I, as I noted, as you're doing this, you're still exploring the bloody Pokemon world, and you're going to get so dang distracted. Like, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, it happens all the time. Again, I was I went on, oh, yeah, I'm going to go to this city, and I'm going to you know, find this gym leader. Then all of a sudden, I find a new area. I'm like, oh, there's some new Pokemon. I need to go over there. <laughs> it's just, there, it, there is so much life in here. And I don't know how many Pokemon are actually in here, but it feels like so many. And even though you'll see a lot of the same Pokemon in the same areas, you'll then you, you'll go to this one spot, and you'll see a brand new Pokemon. Or you'll see one that you have from another region that you haven't seen in a while. And you're like, oh, okay, I gotta go find, I gotta go catch this one, and then I'm gonna catch this one, and then I run into a level 50 Espeon that kills me. You know? The, these things happen in this Pokemon <laughs> world. Yes, it's yes, awesome. they do. <laughs> uh, if only it, well, I'd say if you only had a Quick Ball, but it was a Terra stylized yeah, one, yeah. so that wouldn't have helped as much. Helped me a lot. <laughs> I had a Timer Ball, but it wasn't, like, those aren't as reliable, I don't think. Oh, no, no. They're, they're not very reliable unless you're, like, on, like, your 40th turn somehow. There you go. So, uh, I I'm very much enjoying the game. Just there's just so much to do, and I and I will be playing it more tonight, and I look forward to that. And that that's the most important thing is that 
with all the hype that was going into this thing, you you had to wonder if it could live up to it. And obviously, in some ways, it did not. <laughs> but we're having a lot of fun playing this game, and that's awesome. And I and I'm and I'm glad. And I know a lot of other people are like. In fact, pretty much everyone's agreeing with what me and Scott are saying in that it's not the best looking game. It's not the most fully functional game in terms of bugs and <laughs> whatever. Uh, I, I need to be clear on that. The glitches are more with the visuals in the world. It's not with the gameplay. Yeah. At least not that I've seen. All right. And I've and I've done almost uh, you know all the main gameplay loops in the title. Um, it works and it it runs well enough. But when you dive into like you know ninth generation of Pokemon and compare it to the other mainline games, even ones like Arceus. You see the flaws. <laughs> yeah. But everyone who it can look past those flaws is having a great time, and that's important. So. Alright. Uh, okay. I want to talk about this. Let's talk about the characters we're meeting. <laughs> Alright. Including everyone's new favorite bae, Nimona. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> also known as, what if Ash was female? What <laughs> if Ash was... A female. And, and possibly a stalker. <laughs> Imagine if he actually did that kind of stuff to, like, Don or someone he was trying to, like, mentor. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, Nimona is a character we had seen throughout the trailers, and, you know, that's that's standard. But when you dive into the game, she really likes to battle. <laughs> like, really, really likes to battle. A battle maniac, basically. She's, she's a battle maniac. She... She she thinks about battles, she dreams about battles, and she apologizes to you when she can't do a battle for one reason or another. Like, <laughs> she literally runs out of a gym one time because she, she was preparing for the gym leader, not you, and she goes, forgive me! <laughs> but if you've ever watched uh, Mitchell's vs. Machines, and you remember the little brother saying, goodbye forever! It's the same it's the same vibe. It's, it's, it's adorable. Um, yeah, uh, the internet has totally fallen for Nimona, and I don't blame them. I think she's great. You know? I love it. <laughs> I I I really want I, I, the 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 state of the Pokemon anime is, is very much up for grabs right now. But I want Ash to meet Nimona. <laughs> Please so have Ash meet that. Nimona. <laughs> like I don't know if they would be companions, like in like you know the Brock, Misty, Dawn, yada yada ghost phase. But uh, I want I would want them because like they would be talking about battles all the time. He she would be his perfect training partner. And uh, now I don't want them to get together. That's still I, I still reserve that for Serena. But dang, Nimona is close. <laughs> all right. So I just think it'd be hilarious to see them just be rivals in a series, just to just constantly push each other to try to be a better battler. Yeah, which which they would totally do. Like that's why I want them to, to see them together in so capacity because they are literally like a mirror of each other, just a different gender and different region that they grew up in. And she's just so funny. I mean, she and they even give you a reason for once why she's not uh, just showing off her strength immediately. She's already a champion rank battler. And when she meets you, you're not, obviously. And she's using new Pokemon and trying to test out new things to push herself. And that's why uh, she's, you know, you, you beat her regularly just by her champion rank. It's not that she, she's a weak <laughs> champion. It's just that she's trying all these things out to push herself and to push you. And so she's not giving you her A team yet, which I like. Yeah. I also appreciate just how, like, happy she is whenever you actually do beat her. 
She's just constantly like, you could, you, you are going to be the best champion ever, and I want you to fight me. It's like, okay, I got you. Uh, it's it's always the little things. Like, some of your rivals in the game are just so forgettable. Like, I can't even tell you some of the ones from the past games. And then, and then other ones, like ironically, Serena from XY, they're just weak. <laughs> <laughs> she's supposed to be your rival and she uses only three Pokemon throughout the game until the final battle and it's just it's nothing and that's why I, I've always said anime Serena is better than gaming Serena because gaming Serena is like nothing <laughs> she's nothing <laughs> yeah. anime Serena has death and that's why she deserves to be Ash's girlfriend but you know if Nimona doesn't steal him just say like could you? Oh my gosh! I want to. I want to see that episode. Like Serena shows up and Nimona is there, and she's like, "Ash, I want you." Wait, what? It's a battle, me. Like, <laughs> like, like uh, the, the 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 stuff writes itself. I'm just I'm just saying. So, now Arvin was a was an interesting one. Um, I'm really enjoying his. I and obviously don't spoil anything since you've beaten the Titan Run, uh, Scott. But. I'm I'm surprised by the depth of Arvin, because I was not expecting it to go in the directions it did with him. Oh, get even better, by the way. <laughs> I love Arvin's like his entire arc is just great. <laughs> That's all I'm gonna say about that. I don't wanna spoil too much. Yeah. So, uh, Scott's fixing his mic, so I'll I'll, I'll talk while he does that. Um, to lightly delve into this. Arvin is the character you meet to help you with the Path of Legends to catch the Urban Mystica. Um, what you find out is that he has an ulterior motive for getting the Urban Mystica. And at first you think, oh, he's going to be doing this. And then he pulls a fast one and it's like, he's doing this. And he, it makes him instantly sympathizable. And I'm like, Oh, because he acts like a jerk when you first meet him, and, and I'm, I'm sorry if that's a spoiler, but he's a total jerk to you and Nimona, and uh, a special a certain other Pokemon when when you first meet him. But then he he really balances out, and I appreciate that because it, a it counteracts who Nimona is, and then you want to finish the Path of Legends because you want him to get his reward, for lack of a better term, to get his treasure, and. Again, like that—that's a storyline we honestly wouldn't get with a with a previous generation because it'd all be be about Victory Road. It'd be about you know getting the gym badges, beating your rival, catching Pokemon. But with with Arvin and then with the Team Star, um, you have these other stories that you need to flesh out, and it helps flesh out the world and what's going on in it, and it helps you overall. And so, if you haven't tried the Path of Legends yet for whatever reason, do it. It's really worth it. It really is. I really love Arvin's arc. Plus, it helps you a lot gameplay-wise. Yes, and we'll, we'll, we'll dive into that right now. Um, as we had seen in the trailers, you get, in the beginning of the game, um, Koraidon and Miraidon, the legendary Pokemon of Scarlet and Violet. Um, but you don't catch them, not technically. You find out that you, first of all, you find them after they've been injured for one reason or another. And you're given their Pokeball, and they become your ride Pokemon. And then as you do the Path of Legends to get the Urban Mystica, it grants Koraidon and Maridon new abilities, such as dashing, gliding, climbing up rocks, high jumps, and so on and so forth. 
So you're you you're you you're not forced to do it, obviously, but it would be incredibly helpful to you if you were to do these paths so that you can get to through the realm of Paldea even easier. Yes. <clears throat> and having all those abilities helps you even have more exploration, which makes it even more, you know, easy to just get lost catching Pokemon. Yeah. <laughs> Again, if I had if I had all the abilities right now, I would not have lost to that Espeon because I was <laughs> at, at the, the base I was trying to go to. <laughs> they put a mountain in front of me, and I'm like, I gotta go around it, and I couldn't. And I'm like, fine, I'll go to this one instead, you jerks. So, oh well. Uh, now, as for Team Star, uh, we've, we've each tackled multiple bases at this point. I want your thoughts on it, because if I'm being honest, outside of the boss fight, they're kind of my least favorite things. I mean, I like the story, but I like the, the premise of it, but and like kind of like the gameplay of it. But I don't. I think it's the weakest of the three. I agree. Um, so basically, Team Star is a, a group of students who are let's just say rebellious, and you're tasked by a mysterious person to try and disband the group. And the only way to do that is to infiltrate their bases and to defeat all their bosses. And so you go and do that. And But before you can fight the bosses, you have to do Let's Go battles where you send out your Pokemon and you have to defeat 30 Pokemon in like 10 minutes. I do it in two. <laughs> <laughs> That's just the truth, all right? It doesn't take that long. And then the boss fights are, you know, pretty basic, but, you know, fun enough with the personalities of the characters. And I, yeah. like, I like the characters. Like, I like Clea and all of them. And I really like the, like, they did some really cool designs for the gym leaders and the the, the side characters in the yes game. so i appreciate that but i'm not looking forward to go, diving back in to, to do the team star battle because i'm like this will take two minutes <laughs> of my time and you don't get exp for it like that's the weirdest thing no it's kind of weird yeah because i mean i'm battling like 30 pokemon and you're telling me i'm not getting any experience for this like not even i mean you get experience for the boss fight but that's about it yeah. So, like, it, it feels odd. So, I'm not sure if this is a uh, throw it at the wall and see if it sticks situation, but it's close. <laughs> I mean, I feel like the, the I guess, the they call it the let's go mechanic or whatever nowadays, but when you're just able to have your Pokemon fight in the overworld by itself, <clears throat> it does give you some experience. So, it's kind of weird that it doesn't in the star bases. Yeah, I don't... I mean, I understand why they were doing this mechanic, you know, kind of flesh things out more, because... Victory Road is like the standard. Path of Legends is like Arceus with the uh with with the elder Pokemon. And then with this one we got Pokemon Let's Go. So it, I could see why they do it, but it, it doesn't come off as strongly as the other ones. I still again I like the story and I want I want to learn what happens with Team Star, but I wish I it was a little more engaging to do these ones. And thankfully there's only five team star bases versus, you know, eight gyms and all that. Because it would have gotten so repetitive at by the eighth time. <laughs> yes. Like drudging through. Because <laughs> especially like the let's the let's go battle takes seconds. It's literally you face you face like three or four Pokemon. As long as you have the right Pokemon, you're gonna win. And it's like it's effortless to go through them all. So we'll we'll see how that goes. Hopefully, <laughs> Pokemon come. I want to say hopefully the Pokemon Company will fix this in the next generation. But I don't know if they'll fix this current one. Oh. <laughs> That is a problem. That is a problem. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, that was Will, the, you know, the person who has not played Pokemon Scarlet. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I, like, while you were busy talking, I have checked some clips on on the basically what you guys said. And yeah, I mean, also, just want to point the fact that, again, you basically meet uh, Miraidon and Koridon with your mom's sandwich, which I don't know. That was kind of funny. Yeah, yeah. It, it, there, there's a lot of good, like, little moments like that in the game. And Arvin had a great one where he actually scolds your your ride pokemon because it tries to eat a sandwich it wasn't intended for it and i'm like dude what's wrong with you and then he reveals i'm like oh now i get it so, <laughs> yeah and then namona yeah. with her like let's battle but we can't battle but we should battle but we can't battle like gosh. battle me or not stop being wishy-washy no. <laughs> yeah, i i saw a meme of namona and she's trying to figure out like where the your trainer is and she's like Oh, but maybe he doesn't like battles. No, 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 of course he likes battles. He'll be here any second. And then you find out that he's in a she's in a tree with binoculars, like waiting for him to show up. <laughs> and, a, and a kid goes, "Mommy, there's a weird person in the tree." And the mom goes, "Don't look at her, honey. Just keep moving on." <laughs> <laughs> oh, like yeah, that's Namona. I could see her doing that. But uh, there, there is so much to enjoy in this game, and I still haven't. Neither uh, Scott or I has explored all of it. Um, my biggest complaint outside of bugs and glitches and the the incredible depth of Pokemon that I have to try and decipher through just to try and make a party of six is that, and Scott alluded to this earlier, they don't do scaling. You no. think that with the the open world that they would scale it to where the where when you go to certain places in certain regions the pokemon the trainers and the gyms would scale up to you that doesn't happen um as i noted at the beginning you you're presented with a choice once you get to the academy to go right or go left one is for the victory road and one is for path of legends i went right just because i wanted to you know shake things up and i did a path of legends i did a, a couple gym battles and then i was like you know let's see where, where, where namona wanted me to go and the moment I get outside the of that left area, I'm facing level seven Pokemon with my level thirty five, uh, level thirty six <laughs> Skeleturge, and it's just like I'm trying to capture these Pokemon with poke with, you know, nothing more than Pokeballs, and this isn't Arceus, so it's not that easy as I have I have painfully learned. No, no, and it's like yes, I could have swapped in for a, a weaker Pokemon, but I would just you know been annoying, and I would have had to swap out later, and. That I'm facing trainers that literally have no chance in heck of beating me. <laughs> Same with the gym leaders. And it's just like, now I will give them credit. They do make sure that they talk the right way with, with regards to uh, what you're doing. Like, Nomona will say, no matter where you are uh, or at that point in time, like, oh, I see you have three badges. This will be, mean you're almost halfway through. Like, they catch themselves to where they're saying that. So you don't like, go to a gym like oh this is your first gym battle isn't it no i've got three gym battles like they don't do that thankfully but yeah the scaling would have made it more of a challenge and definitely would have added a little bit more to the to the play length because i, I i'm i was bulldozing an area like with no effort and i was actually trying to avoid pokemon just so i wouldn't get into battles with them i mean come on <laughs> Because you just feel bad just doing a single tackle and killing them in one hit. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to burn them alive with the same thrower. I mean, it's it's kind of mean when I'm 40 levels higher than them. Exactly. Then you go to a gym, gym leader who is 20 levels lower, and you're just like, oh, I'm so sad. <laughs> it's like, I thought you were supposed to be a challenge. 
The, I will say that the gym battles with the terrestrializing is actually really nice when it's on like a similar level as you. I accidentally went to a gym I probably shouldn't have been that was like five levels higher than me. But at the same time, it was a lot more engaging and I actually like to think about the Pokemon I threw out. And it made the battle so much more satisfying when I actually did finally do the last hit. But mainly... I was able to win because of the terrestrializing mechanic and being able to really figure it out. Yeah, my, my favorite part about terrestrializing is that not just the variety, if, you, if you're able to get the right Pokemon, which you can find rare, uh, like, mismatches of terrestrials in the, in the wild if you want, or if you look hard enough. But I like that it, it gives the gym leaders opportunities to not have their standard Pokemon. Like, uh, I fought a, a water-type gym leader, and he had an ice-type Pokemon. And then he gave it a, you know, he, it had a water-type Terrastall, and that made it, you know, a lot tougher for me, who had a Skeledurge. And so, you know, because I, I can easily KO an ice-type, but I can't KO a, a, a water-type with my fire-type moves. So, I like that that gives some variety. Um, I'm not as in love with it as, say, you know, Gigantamaxing or Mega Evolution. <laughs> Uh, mainly because it, it, it takes a lot more effort to think about Terrastall, and then you can only use it once in a battle, and then you have to re restock, recharge at the Pokemon Center. Yeah. That is a little bit odd. I mean, Z-Moves is one per battle, same with Gigantamax, you know. It's kind of odd that they add this to Terrastallizing. It, it's a weird restriction, but what are you going to do? Um, it does have uh, its perks. The music for that uh, section of gameplay. Ah, yes. <laughs> uh, that's a lot of fun. Uh, I, I gotta praise the music of the game. Like, I've had so many beats stuck in my head. Like, the main theme. Da, 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 you know, like, that's <laughs> that one that gets stuck in my head very easily. And, and uh, same with the Terrastall beats. They, they definitely expanded themselves in certain ways. Um, but again, they, they trip over themselves in other ones. The scaling is one problem. And then there's the, like what you just mentioned, you can easily accidentally go into a place you're not supposed to go, which yep. kind of defeats <laughs> the purpose. Like, a great example is Xenoblade Chronicles 3, another game that Will has not played in a while. <laughs> so, excuse me, princess. Yes, you're excused. Please leave. Uh, <laughs> what's that, Will? I'm completely right. Why, thank you, Will. I know. That's why I'm the host. What's that, Will? No. No. What do you mean anime is, is a lie to you? You only went, you only went to Anime NYC to, to maintain your cover. Will, I'm, a sh I'm shocked. Shocked. Oh, trust me. If I talked about some of the tweets I've seen from you recently from your anime obsession, yeah, it's no. Just no. Anyway, uh... It's really easy to not just make fun of Will, but get into places you're not supposed to. Like you said, Scott, you were doing, you know, just your regular path, then you chose to go to a gym and they're five levels higher than you. How are we supposed to know that? Because we're supposed to just go anywhere. They even tell us do the gyms in any order. But by that token, that means that we could actually get accidentally go to that gym that's potentially thirty levels higher than you versus one that's like maybe one or is below you they don't give you that indication and i don't that limits the whole oh this is an open world but it's not really yeah it's confusing 
Like, I, I don't <laughs> think they expect you to go from, like, the, the, mid, the bottom of the map to the top of the map, which is a fair expectation. But when you have the option, allegedly, someone's going to try it. <laughs> <clears throat> I mean, I, I had uh, other accidents, too, in the game where, like, you're at the top of, like, a mountain or, like, you're next to, like, the side and you fall down. <laughs> and then you realize that there's a, like, uh, tunnel under there. That has like level forty Pokemon. We're level twenty, and it's because apparently you're supposed to go there later. <laughs> Even yeah. though like it was just uh, on the bottom of where you just were at the top with a bunch of level like seventeen Pokemon, kind of a deal. Yeah, and and, and going back to my Espeon story that I'm still not over. Um, <laughs> I was just wandering around, and I see oh, there's a Terrastall Pokemon in that cave, and it's an Espeon, and I'm flipping because Espeon's my favorite evolution, and so I go to battle it, and then, surprise, Todd, not only is it a Psychic-type Terrastall, which means that some of its moves are going to be much more powerful than you expected, it's a level 50 to your level 44 Skeledurge, which is a Ghost-type, in part. So I was at a level disadvantage and a type disadvantage, and I can't bloody catch that thing! So that hurt, Umpoko. Because I would totally, I would have slapped that one into my party. You better believe I would have slapped that one into my party. So, it's it, and then uh, just going to traversing. If you don't have certain uh, ability expansions with with Maridon and Karidon, you're going to be heavily restricted in how you move, which also kind of hurts the purpose of you know doing what you want when you want when you're almost enticed to do the at least the Titan levels within the first few ones just so you can you know get high jumps and dashes and glides and swims and all and riding running up rocks because again if i had that ability earlier i would have been able to go right to that base i wanted and not have that detour that into my blackout so you know it's it's a feeling out process i do feel with the open world they succeeded more than they failed but there are some things that definitely stick out so all right, so we'll wrap up our first part of our Scarlet and Violet coverage here. <laughs> Pato one clues. Um, but overall, we are, we are clearly having a lot of fun with this game. Uh, you definitely are going to want to try it if you haven't already. And we'll, we'll, we'll let you know how, next week at our usual time our further thoughts on it. Because probably by that time, me and Scott will have beaten it by then. Hopefully. 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 Unless not... I just get stuck on something else. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 will, I will find a way to catch that Espeon. You, you mark my words. But now, to get Will back involved, uh, let's get to the news. Because there's been quite a bit. So, it's time to go down the warp pipe. And first... Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. Oh, oh! you thought we were done talking about it? No! Because today, literally a few hours before this show uh, started, we got an official word from the Pokemon company and Nintendo that Pokemon Scarlet and Violet exceeded 10 million units sold in its first three days. <laughs> Say word. That's a lot of numbers. I mean, granted, like... Pokemon is indeed like the number one selling IP out in the world right now. So yeah, it's it's to be expected. I mean, it's how much it speed like yeah, about ten million in three days. Three days. Eesh. I mean, for context, Pokemon uh 
Pokemon Legends Arceus sold 6.5 million in its first week, which was very impressive. And uh, I believe, if I recall correctly, uh, Scar uh, Brilliant Diamond Shining Pearl sold 14 million in its first month, I think, something like that. And it sold very well for its for the remakes. And Sun and Moon and uh, Short and Shield, they both had incredible sales, but those paled. <laughs> In comparison to this, it is officially the biggest launch in Nintendo software history. Period. Huh. Yeah, I mean, there's what's there to say? Like, even when we were like doing the predictions, like, the Pokemon is obviously Pokemon. It was so easy to build, but to hit to the 10 million mark in just yeah, in that short span amount of time, it's just yeah, that's Pokemon for you. Even with its state as it is right now, people will come for it. I, I just wonder if it's like from the other, if the if players have actually bought the one pack or the two pack uh, special bundle, which that that I'm curious about. So, and of course, you know, you never know that. But yeah, it's I'm 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 happy for Pokemon. It's selling great, and yeah, ten million users out there. It's just wow, wow, wow. Yeah. Also, I I looked up the numbers. I apologize. It's current. Uh, as of as of February this year, Shining Brilliant Diamond Shining Pearl topped 14 million. Its first week, it sold six million. So that that was good, but this is so much better. This <laughs> is very much. Yeah, and it's obviously very ironic given all the bugs and other issues that have been going on for it. But like no one, I don't think anyone expected 10 million. No, at yeah. least not in the first like three days yeah right right, right. That, that's the key thing to remain remember here that it exceeded like they specifically said exceeded 10 million in three days really <laughs> like okay that that's that's huge that's freaking huge it's mm. it's a really big number man like yeah so it's hard to wrap your head around it, and then when you hear like it's the best-selling, they said best-selling launch for Nintendo software on consoles, but I'm throwing in the handhelds too, and nothing comes close. Like Zelda, Mario, Splatoon, all of it. Nothing comes close to what Pokemon did in three days. Wow. <laughs> yeah. It's just just how how it can like just even with all all the, pro the promotion even like and of i think because as well pokemon also learned their lesson like one from like obviously with the sword and shield leaks of course naturally coming off from rcs now with this with with scarlet and violet just really promoting it as it is is it kind of shows that one yeah people would just keep on will eat, eat it up i mean again pokemon's pokemon if rcs was the was the precursor of it then yeah this pretty much is what what proves it 10 million sell, sales of both units is just yeah it, it's just it was just simply meant to be with pokemon Company. if you make a pokemon game be it i don't know polished or even just show off the new deals then yeah it, they they will come People will come. The Pokemon fans are nuts. <laughs> I mean, heck, we have two of them right here. Hi, I'm nuts. Definitely uh, nuts. <laughs> like, I prefer to say I am insane, but thank you for the compliment, Will. <laughs> I do not know why I did that in a German accent, but it felt natural for some reason. Actually, I'm descended from German people, from my grandfather. Anyway, uh, could make a couple jokes here, but I will not. So, 
10 million. And remember, that's just the first three days, which means that by today or tomorrow when you're listening to this, it's probably well over 11 million. Right. And we yeah, haven't even probably. hit Black Friday season yet. And it's going to be oh, no. holidays, too. Oh, no. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. Now, if you recall the uh, Nintendo Switch sales numbers that we talked about a few weeks ago, the Switch is currently less than 100 million away from 1 billion software sales. And I, I called that Pokemon Scarlet and Violet will help make up a large chunk of that. And uh, I am well on the way to being oh so right. Because 10 million every <laughs> days, plus Black Friday, plus Christmas, yeah, they're going to be hitting a billion really soon. <laughs> Believe it. All right, next up. Okay, this also got me very excited. Uh, Fire Emblem Engage. We got mm -hmm. a new trailer for the Emblem Rings, to, which finally broke down everything they could do for, for the most part. So first and foremost, as we already knew, uh, if you give the em okay, the Emblem Rings are what contain the spirits of the past heroes, like Marth and Celica and Sigurd. And if you put them on a character, they're going to get stat boosts. We already knew that. But if you pair them with someone of, especially with a, a good type, like a sword user with Marth, you're going to get special abilities based on who they are and their own repertoire. So it was already it was shown that if you do one with Marth, like Marth and Allie are the main character, you can go from just doing a single attack to doing multiple attacks, having higher evasion and certain other stats. And your job will be to pair the, the rings with the best person to flesh out your party and give them more strategy. As we would learn, there is still more going on here. Over time, your your rings will charge up energy, and you will be able to engage. Get it? <laughs> the name makes so much more sense now. No. Yes. Uh, you'll be able to engage with them and basically become a fused form, which will allow you even more abilities and special attacks depending on who they are. For example, if you merge with Celica, you'll be able to do... Uh, an attack called Warp Ragnarok, which you will teleport to another part of the area, and then you can do a massive attack on an enemy. If you have uh, Sigurd, you can uh, his base abilities will allow you to have more movement around the field, which will be infinitely useful. And then he'll have an overdrive attack where you can attack a line of foes one right after another, just charge right through them. If you have Lin, who is the, a bow user in the game, uh, she has special abilities that will allow you to cancel out an enemy's attack, and you can attack uh, enemies from across the field of play with multiple barrages of arrows. Mm -mm -mm. Yeah. So if you have played, basically played Fire Emblem Heroes, you pretty much get the, the idea, the kind of influence from that. <laughs> yes, yes. Oh yeah, there's a, there's a lot of Fire Emblem Heroes. Yes. Here, I mean, like they don't explicitly say it, but you can tell the heroes was an influence on Engage. They're not unlike Pokemon, they looked at the that like the previous game and go, how can we do better than this? <laughs> let's let's bring it all together. And actually, Will, since you brought up heroes, um, we got to see some of the other new emblems who will be in the game, including female Corrin, Lynn, Byleth, and officially Sigurd, even though he, you already knew who was in the game. <laughs> so uh, definitely go and check out the trailer. It's really in depth and it highlights just how much strategy you're going to need in this game uh, to fully wield these emblem rings and we know that there are more 
characters like Roy and Ike and apparently Micaiah. Mm. I, I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> I like for what we've seen from the trailers. Like as I said, like we now see like again the ring of like uh, these different names, like the ring of uh, echoes, the emblem of uh, of the teacher, like from no, what part? Of the academy. Uh, the academy. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like all these different names. And I'm like okay, okay, and of course we like Corin uh, based on the. Like, like maybe that's the poster child of their respective games. So, like, yeah, I can only imagine like what more we can say. I mean, obviously, we gotta have crime. I, I we don't have crime. That's a pitness total miss opportunity. Uh, <laughs> no, Lucina's in the game. Oh, oh, oh right, right. Okay, that was that was another one who was confirmed as Lucina. Ah, uh, okay, okay, okay. So, too many but... sword users. God. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and yeah, over at this trailer, like just from what they showed off with, with the emblems, uh, emblem rings, and just like showing off the extra skills, the engaged form. Like, and also I can't help as well but draw some comparison to um Tokyo Mirage Sessions as well. Like the reason I, I say that is because like as you know notice like again when you engage the engage form of like more or less fusing with the with the lords and you get these like more souped up versions of them, you basically become like the Mirage sessions of Tokyo Mirage sessions. So I don't know. It, it seems he, to me here that engage is definitely like they're really like mixing a little bit more. Like even when we first heard about it like way back all those years ago that yeah there is that um using of old heroes to to uh fight with you a la uh talking about sessions so yeah i can't help but draw that comparison i'm sorry but unless they break out into musical numbers and uh tokyo pop style it's it's not tokyo brush session. <laughs> unless this is in shibuya i don't know if they actually bring an ikutsuki in this game like holy moly <laughs> never know dlc all right uh but yeah so fire emblem engage i engage uh, will be out on January 20th, which is now only two months away. Yep, 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 yep. Jeez. And because Pokemon is now out, that makes Fire Emblem Game Engage the next uh, major first-party game that Nintendo's going to release. So mm -hmm. we'll have to wait and see how that goes. All right, next up, the Game Awards. So we are two weeks away from that, and uh, apparently fans are as excited for this as they are for Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. <laughs> because they too have had record-breaking numbers, it was revealed today that 35 million votes have already been tallied for the Game Awards across its first week of open ballots. 35 million, I say. That is a lot of votes. That is a lot of votes. Mm -hmm. So now I, I I clarified <clears throat> that in an article I wrote. Um, when we say 35 million votes, we do not mean 35 million people you know, voted, that that would be a lot. No. Remember, there's multiple categories here, and due to that, there, it's easy to get 35 million if everyone's doing, like, you know, 10 votes. But still, that's a lot of people that had to have done, like, say, 10 votes to get the 35 million. So, clearly, a lot of gamers voted. It's just not 35 million gamers. It's no. Million <clears throat> there's a difference. <laughs> it has to be set. Uh, Joff Keeley is like, yes! Give me all the votes. I, I had to look up a, a side story. I had to look up something for the article I was writing, and I'm like, do the fan votes actually matter? Because I was legit asking. And I, and I looked it up, and the process is 90% is a jury, and 10% yeah. is the fan votes. And I'm like, if you're having 35 million fan or fan votes, 
they should probably count for more than ten percent. <laughs> they do not. Who <laughs> do you think you are? The presidential elections? <laughs> electoral college versus popular vote. Um, I'm just, I'm just saying. Like, I, I didn't realize it was that deep. Like, I remember, I remember there's controversy around the game awards because the jury cannot mm. play every, you know, possible, you know, get, vote or a title, and that's yeah. fine. And it's even been said that they don't technically finish all of the Game of the Year nominees, which nope. is odd. <laughs> but ten percent, like, aren't you supposed to be for the people? You know, this is this is how this is how Last of Us Part Two gets Game of the Year, ladies and gentlemen. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you don't listen to the people, because the people would have told you eh, not so much, not so much. <laughs> Also, I still can't get over the fact that in that year, Christopher Nolan said that Animal Crossing uh, New Horizons had a wonderful story. He said all these games with their great stories. I'm like, dude, do you even play Animal Crossing? <laughs> I mean, if, unless you want to talk about getting out there and getting into stuff and to death, then yes, that yeah. is a good story. <laughs> yeah. It's not who I am underneath. It's what I do with my debt that defines me. <laughs> Nook, I will pay off my debt. I will swear to you. That hurts my throat. <laughs> but anyway, you still have time to get your votes in for the Game Awards. Don't miss out. Unless you want to miss out because you feel that your vote doesn't matter. In which case, by all means. You're probably right. No, <laughs> probably right. Well, I am the host. So. All right, next. Uh, okay, this is an interesting story. There's been a lot of talk about Ninja Gaiden the last few okay. days. All right. Uh, there's rumors going around that Ninja Gaiden and Dead or Alive are going to get rebooted, remade, however you want to define it. And Team Ninja's being awfully mum about it. But then, in a, in a plot twist, a new rumor is saying that Ninja Gaiden might have gotten picked up by Platinum Games. Huh. Uh-huh. Now, this does not come from Platinum. This comes from an Xbox insider uh, who's been dropping some very interesting teases as of late. And he said that, or they said that, um, Platinum has is going to be the one doing Ninja Gaiden. And fans are decidedly mixed on this, which is fair. Um, on one hand, we know that Platinum Games can make incredible action titles, as we know from Astral Chain, Nier Automata, Nio, and uh, Bandai. Uh, uh, Nio is all from a te of Team Ninja. And, um, See, I we're thought I got that mixed up. That's why I think yeah, that I did yes. the other article I wrote. I like, so um I thought, did, I thought they did Nile, but no, that was that was Team Ninja. Okay. Yeah, and uh yeah, just for the record as well, like because if Ninja Gaiden would be would be made under Platinum, which uh, again, uh, as we can know, Platinum Games uh, tracker of action games again, it comes to set pieces and all that. By all means, by that they they are in their own craft. By all means, at the same time as well, like Team Ninja, t t yeah, uh, Omega Force, like they've always done very good, so uh, good solid action games themselves. I mean, again, Ninja Gaiden was definitely one of the more great action games out there before Platinum Games, and again, Neo, Neo Two, like those games were actually pretty fun. I played them. I played beat Neo Two. It was great, and I know they're gonna be doing with the whole um, the new. Um, uh, Feudal Japan one with Lubu. Like, I know that one that <clears throat> from Team Ninja. Yeah, I'm excited for that. <laughs> yeah, and so, but to bring for Ninja Gaiden to be coming back is, hmm, I don't know. I, I would definitely like it to see it because, one, obviously, we had that 
support back in with the Wii U days. So, but to to revitalize Ninja Gaiden, I mean, would be nice. But at the same time, who are you gonna go with for? So that's my question. My question is, you know, how are they gonna find a way to put, you know, scantily clad women in the game? Because they seem to always find a way. <laughs> oh, life, find a way. <laughs> Life, uh, it's away. Yeah. Question is, can they make it even more scantily or scantily clad? Or that scantily. is going to be an interesting <laughs> deal or, or because, for that matter, let's just let's just be. Honest with you. I mean, that would be again. That was <clears throat> under Itagaki's direction as well, but now Itagaki's out of Team Ninja, and, and, and of course, if you have not seen the recent Dead or Alive, which is very toned down. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, t I'm talking Platinum. Platinum games is come on, they, be They've always been again. They've they've done their own stuff. They always like and again, if they have the blessings from the team or like from Nintendo, again, they made Nintendo said, okay, do whatever you want. Like, oh, okay, we fine. Know. We, and, know, we know they said do whatever they want. And if they get the blessing from Team Ninja, then like to, with the IP, like okay, we go whatever we want. We go for whole one near Automata on this thing. Give it four 4K models. <laughs> <laughs> life, life finds a way. But uh, you know, I'm not. I wouldn't be opposed to this. I mean, Ninja Gaiden at one time, remember, there's, there was technically two different iterations. There was, like, the old-school side-scrollers, which are still beloved to this day, and then there's the Team Ninja modern day, which was more, much more action-oriented, and, you know, with the, the now classic Ryu Hayabusa look. Mm -hmm. So, you know, the, sometimes you do need to let someone else take the IP. I mean, we've seen that across the board. We saw that with Fallout. We saw that with Metroid. Um... We've seen that with many. Even Platinum's done it because Nair wasn't their franchise, right? Uh, it's a it's more or less a cross between Square Enix and, and Platinum, but yeah, there yeah. You go. So they they they've had their chance to do some unique stuff and some crossover stuff. And if this brings Ninja Gaiden back to the forefront in a good way, by all means. Mm, I mean, again, I have we haven't heard of the, the Ninja Gaiden since I don't know. Again, it came originally came from the SNES days, so if it can really, really reboot it to the point, and actually, I don't know if they can really even come even close to like near Automata or even the Devil May Cry Five, then by all means, they, they can reach up to those levels. Then yeah. I'm I'm all for it. Yeah, it's it's been ten years since the last mainline Ninja Gaiden title, so it's been long enough. Mm -hmm. yeah. All right, next up. Gentlemen, let's talk about Sakurai. Daddy Sakurai! Oh, Always has, happy to talk about or more about Sakurai. He has been <laughs> very, very busy <clears throat> the last week in terms of his videos. Yes. So let's start off with the uh, the origins story of Melee. Uh, this was uh, his latest in talking about the games that he has personally helped make. And I really enjoyed this one. We have it up on the site. And... He talked about how, with most games, he tries to come up with a game concept and expand upon it. For Melee, it was literally take Smash Brothers and make it better in every <laughs> way possible. And that sounds so simple, but then he broke down why the N64 game had such, not crappy, but very blocky po polygonal models. That's because that's what they had to work with. They were still you know, trying to figure out 3D at the time, and... They could only do, you know, blocky polygonal models, which is why Samus's legs were triangular, um, <laughs> and, he didn't, and the textures were like so small. But then when they moved to the GameCube, which had the uh, disc drive, that offered them more space, more ability, better textures, better models, and that led to all the innovation or many of the innovations that we now know and love in Smash Brothers. So 
Yay. Okay, clearly you have nothing to think about this, so let's move on. <laughs> yeah, it's... I mean, yeah, we, we've all... We, more or less, a lot of Nintendo fans have been asking this question, and that gives, gives it here that Daddy Sakura himself, like, I wonder if there will be anybody who will port uh, Kitty Oh, Chris. not yet, not yet. We're not talking about that yet. Oh, oh not that. Focus oh, on Smash Brothers, dang you. Yeah, Smash Brothers. <laughs> uh, and, but yeah, like, the origin of the story. It's just so always so interesting to see like what are more details of what of how of his processes. It's just always so interesting. Scott, I'm always excited to see more of the videos, uh, especially because I love just how passionate he gets when he talks about like the introduction and like the origins of things. And and mainly, especially, he talks about how it's like helping him innovate as well as just like to do things beyond what he was originally even planning. And he, he talked about, you know, the origins of the trophies and how you did that to, you know, kind of please net fans of all types so that you either would learn something or you would, you know, get to see a character that you recognize even if it wasn't from a game you recognize, which at the time, Fire Emblem wasn't that for me. I'm like, what the heck is Fire Emblem? I didn't know. I hadn't I hadn't played Blazing Sword yet. So I'm like, who the heck is Martha and Roy? I didn't know. Um uh, uh oh to be, if i went back in time and told myself, todd you're gonna be like one of the biggest fire emblem fans on the planet i'll be like wait really i don't even know what this franchise is and i'll be like it's an time. anime game no <laughs> no, no it, it became an anime game it didn't start out that way it became an anime game and then i'll tell you like oh by the way you're gonna be you're gonna see a girl named akaya she sucks don't feel bad about hating her so i will i will, I will not let it go tyler i will not let it go all right uh all right, the second video I want to talk about is about a cat. Yes. <laughs> yes. 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 Sakurai yes. yes. decided to pull a fast one on everybody and do a video dedicated to his cat. And by all means, I think that's probably his most popular video to date. <laughs> oh, I'm check I'll check that out. I will check that out. Like popular in terms of views or just uh, impressing the fans? I mean, come on, it's YouTube. What's more better than having cats? Like, the, the fact that, okay, you have Daddy Sakurai, who, beloved developer of Smash Bros., who is loved by the entire game industry, who is just humble as point. Great. P plus one, the fact he's deciding to do a YouTube channel. Also plus one, the fact he's doing a cat video. By all means, it just <laughs> prints money for him. It prints money. Okay, I want to I wanna expand upon this because Will is not wrong. At the time of this recording, <laughs> the, hold on, at the time of this recording, uh, in terms of the recent videos, I'm looking at the last six videos. The highest one that isn't the cat video is 87,000 views, which is about the jump physics, which is also a good one. Currently, the cat video has 193,000 views. <laughs> See? Yeah. For, for context, uh, the Smash Brothers video, which released three days later, has only 106,000 views. So a cat is better than Smash Brothers. <laughs> It's I canon. mean, to be fair, to be fair. So, woo! All right, and finally, with Sakurai, uh, the one that Will inadvertently talked about before his time, <laughs> not to host. Uh, Sakurai talked about the uh, Fiend Cauldron from Kid Icarus Uprising. He talked about how he felt it was an interesting and unique way to measure difficulty. And he's not wrong. I remember that in Uprising, and I tried to do, like, tougher levels over time, you know, 
like a six or a seven if I felt bold. But then other times I'd be like, you know, I'm fine with just doing like a three or a four, you know, to, to have a challenge, but not, you know, be overwhelmed. Because the game was difficult, especially with the, with the, with the control scheme. Uh, yes, Tyler, I'm making fun of the control screen. Shut up and watch the Sixers. Oh, the Sixers are losing? Not surprising. I'm just kidding. He, they actually beat the Nets the other day, and it was so good. Uh, <laughs> see, I'll root for the Sixers when it benefits me. I'm not a he I'm not a monster. <laughs> anyway, but uh, yeah, it, it was an interesting thing, and he actually noted how you know he, he, they incorporated that into Smash Brothers uh, Four and oh no, Al no, sorry, Ultimate, and how it had its own drawbacks that he would want to fix the next time. And that is when he said the line that Will was referencing. And wouldn't it be interesting if they ported Kid Icarus Uprising to the slit to a console? Gee, I wonder if anyone will do that. And then the video ends. Like, drop a tease, why don't you, Matt? <laughs> Such a bad cliffhanger. <laughs> like, I, I, I want to talk about this because do we take this as we might get a Kid Icarus port or a sequel? I, it's more or less of an eventuality. It's just when, because as we many prior podcasts go, we had like the anniversary with um, Anthony Del Rio and Ali Hillis with uh, Palutena and and Pitt doing their, their own signing. So maybe that's a sign regarding to up, upcoming uh, remake. And then now we're here with Daddy Sakurai hinting of like, I wonder if there will be a port of Skickers Uprising, and like. It seems to be go we're going through that trend of every every single ten years we're gonna get something Kickers Uprising. It just seems to be a tradition. These is like a run also a running joke. Yeah, I, I, here's where I'm here's where I'm at on this. I want to think that this is a real thing because he doesn't do this. Think about it. He has never in the course of these videos, done a tease like that. No, this is his first. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, <clears throat> he has had the opportunities. He's talked about Mario. He's talked about Smash Brothers multiple times. He hasn't even teased, not teased anything with a future Smash Brothers game. I mean, he's talked about Smash Brothers and its potential in the future, but not like, oh, I wonder if we'll make another Smash Brothers game. I guess we'll have to wait and see. You know, he's never done that. <laughs> to end the video with, huh, I wonder if they'll port Kid Icarus to a console. And then end the video there. Like that is blatant. Like that's just that's not something you just do, Sakurai. <laughs> All right, you don't just say that and then walk away. And yet you <laughs> did. So I, I I don't know. So hmm. what? I I want to believe this is real, but I I don't know. It's it's tricky. So I mean, we don't know when the next. Nintendo Direct will be. Right, right. Probably will be next year. But, so why say that? I don't know. I don't know. But like, I, many fans are going nuts about this, including us, because like, <laughs> Takarai doesn't do teases because he knows the power of them. Like, he refused to do that throughout Smash Brothers because he didn't mm -hmm. want to infer anything with like the new characters and whatnot. So mm -hmm. why would yeah. he do this now? <clears throat> usually keeps himself pretty tight-lipped. So right, this right, is, right. This either is, like, him actually asking someone to do it over in Nintendo, or this is actually revealing something. Mm, I, I mean, I'm here's hoping, like, it is, like, Nintendo, like, I don't know, like, uh, Sakurai's own way, because, as you said, he doesn't want, like, 
he, ever since with Smash Bros, he just doesn't want to like even even lead anybody or of his fans of any of any game whatsoever. So when he says going to kick a uprising, like I wonder if anybody was out there. Like okay, Nintendo, maybe there's a clear sign to actually do it if you want to make some money, or I don't know, maybe you have someone else. Or have someone else entire take take the reins of it. So I don't know. It's it's definitely interesting why Sakura has like decided to like um, consciously lead on with, with this with that ending. So yeah. yeah. So stop teasing us, Sakura. <laughs> like stop it, seriously. All right. Next up, we have okay. This one I'm also excited about. Uh, Octopath Traveler two. We got a confirmation about the crossed paths storylines. You recall the first game, while the characters interacted with one another, it was hardly meaningful. You know? Yeah, and they never really affected each other. <laughs> yeah, and and I felt I felt that was a a missed opportunity because there was there was dynamics in there that could totally be useful in the main storylines. Like I really felt there was an opportunity for Oberek to help Primrose in his in her quest for revenge because he wants revenge himself but he doesn't want to get consumed by it versus her who didn't mind it for a time. You know, it was all that drove her and I felt that there could have been a good dynamic that they could have pushed on there. Or Ophelia trying to calm her soul because that's who she is as a faith healer. Um but with here with Octopath Traveler 2, we are gonna get side stories that involved multiple characters in the party working with one another. In the first one we have Oswald and Paterito, or however you say his name, and the Merchant and the Scholar. And they're going to meet an old friend of Oswald, and he's going to be in trouble, and they're going to team up to go help him, which is cool. And so now my question is, are they going to do this with only specific duos, or are they going to try and have a story for every pairing? That's a lot of pairings. <laughs> I mean, I just think... hmm. Like I, I personally would like to see like the, the whole combination. Like again, how this big web of of their own stories inter interconnect with each other. Because if if they can decide to do something of like yeah, a web within a web, like oh, this is this connection. This is how can they connect? If they can do something that intricate, then by all means, I think it only would serve as a much more better story than compared to the first game. So if they can really in weave that intricate tale of of all these characters together. I, again, I don't know how big they're planning to go with this. I mean, they could do, they could make it big or small as they want. They've said themselves multiple times they are doing their best to, you know, expand and do better by by this game. And, and I mean, you could see that in some of the things that they do. So, well, let's let's just be patient and see where it goes. Mm -hmm. uh, hopefully, we'll get a new character trailer because we're we're only three months away right 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 true, true, true. again we're gonna have a we're gonna have a busy uh beginning of 2023 gentlemen is <laughs> guys we're almost to 2023 Ugh. oh no yeah. <laughs> yeah tomorrow's 20 tomorrow's thanksgiving and like then a week after that is december like ugh. right it's gonna be my birthday soon too so yeah, yes, it's gonna... yeah, why is go... time still going forward yeah it's like i was i was just at a comic-con the other week and i was celebrating <laughs> my birthday the weekend before that like where does the time go i don't mm. know <laughs> all right and with that we will now move on to our main event which is the highly anticipated why do they release pokemon scarlet and violet this way section of our show 
Because yes, the reviews were not wrong, ladies and gentlemen. As as fun as Pokemon Scarlet and Violet are, they are buggy as heck. There are glitches everywhere. And it's mind boggling. And earlier we talked last week we talked about should they have delayed the game based on our knowledge of the reviews and the small videos that we have seen. Now we're gonna talk about more specifically our experience me and Scott's experiences with the bugs because Will didn't play the game. Will glare through the screen. Um feel the glare. But we're also gonna talk about what this says about the Pokemon company and Game Freak and the faith that have been lost by the fans. And we're gonna do this in an intense discussion. Okay, so before we get to me and Scott's experiences, I want to ch talk about a thread that I found. Um, this was posted by the person known as Aero, A-E-R-O, and on the 18th, which was the launch day of Pokemon, they made a thread on Twitter highlighting the best bugs and glitches <laughs> that they found in the game. And some of these are freaky and hilarious. Uh, I'm going to do a quick runoff of the ones I uh, in the thread. There's one where your Pokemon slides off of a hill and like is basically drowning, but like you know they can still attack and such, even though they're supposed to be on an inflatable. There's one where your character model gets embiggened to scary <laughs> proportions. <laughs> like, wow. Um, there's multiple ones where you get on your ride Pokemon and it's not there. It's just invisible, so it looks like you're riding nothing through the air. Okay. Sure. Uh, there's one. There's multiple ones where you like slip through the world. Uh, okay, here's one that I found hilarious. There, in one of the main cities, there are people that you know walk around. One of the people will hit this invisible wall, freeze, and then slowly fade from existence. <laughs> and this streamer was watching this. And he's like giving a funeral speech for this guy who disappeared. <laughs> the irony is if that guy actually turned around his character, he would have saw the guy who disappeared like right behind him. It's because it, he, he's on a loop. Uh, another one is a, a selfie pick with a trainer, and for whatever reason, the glitch is that the trainer does a golf clap on their elbow, except their elbow is bent the wrong way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, it's, uh, yeah. Let's let's just keep going. Uh, let's see. Oh yeah, there's a one of the cities. You have a windmill. If you are even a little bit away from the windmill, it goes on a stutter step frame rate. It's it's bad. Like and then, oh yes. Yeah, yeah. There are ones where uh, people get launched into the beginning of the world. I've actually had that happen to me once. Um, there are battles where you're actually in the city when you battle, and a guy will actually walk through your Pokemon. And <laughs> like he's like, I don't care, I'm going to walk through you. And it's just it's on and on and on. I mean, like seriously, it goes for days. And while I will fully admit I have not seen all of these glitches myself outside of these threads, it's it's still pretty bad. Like, oh my gosh, I just found one where the moon is moving like at super speed as a battle is going on. 
like I, like I'm talking like Moon Knight moving the sky to remember the star constellation, you know, that kind of a thing. Like <laughs> what the heck? And I'm like watching like ones of these models like glitching out everywhere. And like why? How? How is it go how is it this bad? So Scott, what are the ones that you know? Like what what, what are the ones that you personally have seen in your 32 hours of the game? <clears throat> so I think one of my first ones was in one of the scenes you get introduced to the classroom and you start off, it works pretty well until eventually it does like an overview of like your entire classroom and they're all doing the same animation with like kicking their feet. But the ones in the front have it kicking normal at like 30 frames per second. And then the, the like row behind them have it kicking at like 20 frames per second. Yes. And then the one behind them have like 10 frames per second. We're just like, barely moving their feet back and forth and it's just it's like so unnerving yeah it's just like how how what <laughs> yeah I, that was the first time i noticed that there was gonna be some issues <laughs> yeah I, I remember that one and then the dumb part was that after that scene ends and you're just like in the gameplay loop the frame rates are fine yes <laughs> it was so weird i'm like you, why how could it not you know stay that way like how and then right. you know, you'll notice, like, when you're far-ish away that they'll have walking animations start stuttering, too, for people. Either for Pokemon or for NPCs. They'll just have some weird walking frames. Yeah, that was... Uh, um, I, uh, gosh, I don't know. It's, like... It's bad, all right? <laughs> I, okay, look. Here's here's how here's the best way to define it. Um, like remember that story of the guy like disappearing into the void, right? That is bad. But when you're just going through the city, multiple cities, and you see people walking, and you can just tell immediately that their frame rates are off, and then you have to get really close for it to smooth out. I'm talking like in terms of the gameplay relativity, like feet away. For it to have a smooth walk animation. That's bad. That's really bad. And again, like that was happening with objects like the windmill, which you would have a stutter step from afar, which is not supposed to happen of a game of this quality. And then you look at the, the frame rates and, you know, if it happens with Pokemon, you can make that excuse because they're moving at a certain rate and in a certain way, like, like with the flapping of their wings. But when it's happening, when you're really close, that's not cool. That's that shouldn't be happening at all. And yet, that's easily like one of the biggest glitches that everyone has noticed is that the freight rates suck when you're not within a certain proximity. Yeah, it's really sad because it's like super noticeable. Like, there's moments in like games where there are like frame drops that I don't think are noticeable. And one of that comes into mind is probably like uh, SMT5. Uh, a lot yeah, of our okay. viewers skipped over some of the frame rate issues that I originally, I initially had, but I think it's because it was easily skipped. Like it's something that you will kind of notice if you're looking for it. And in Pokemon, it's not easy to skip those issues because they're there blatantly. Yeah. You can see that their movement is very on par of like, yeah, I think Digital Foundry did a video. They were at like a seven frames per second. Yeah, boy. Wow, wow, wow. Yeah. 
Alright, so uh, I want to go to the ones I've seen, uh, personally. My most frequent bug, by far, is, outside of frame rates, obviously, is if you're on a if you're doing a pokemon battle and you're on even a slight elevated plane <laughs> like a hill oh, see you already know what i'm going with this the camera will clip below your battlefield and you'll see like the underworld yes okay so you have had this one okay i have seen that one it, i've I ha i've had this multiple times and i'll just be battling in a regular area or even like one like i'm like slightly on a hill and like, all of a sudden, I'm seeing like the underworld, and there's obviously like nothing there. There's nothing in the underworld, Scott. We're all we're all going to die, and there's never gonna be no place to hold our souls. Um, or is there? Actually, does that mean we go to Spirit Tomb? Oh, we definitely gotta talk about all the Pokedex entries. <laughs> there are some disturbing ones in this one. Like, oh yeah. <laughs> I haven't even found Grayyard yet, and I I'm already scared of like what its official Dex entry is because of what we know about it from before. Anyway. Um, there's a there's a spirit of a person in a tumbleweed. Like that's just baseline scary for Pokemon. <laughs> the Kremlin or whatever. <laughs> yeah, there it is. So, but like the camera keeps clipping below it. It happens so many times. Another one is that just clipping in general between the Pokemon, the characters. There are so many times when they'll clip into themselves, and I'm like, how do you not notice this? There's a gym leader. Or maybe it was one Team Star. I don't remember. Uh, who did like this motion, and you could see them. Uh, no, that was no. They were just standing. That was it. They were standing, and then they moved their arm, and the arm completely clips through the clothing badly. And it's like this is a main cutscene. You're gonna experience this through the game, and the clipping was just bad. And I'm a QA tester. This is something that I'm supposed to look out for. Like, oh, these models are clipping one another. You know, this this cutscene looks off. And clearly that quality of care was not put in there. And then at other times, I had a gym battle with the water leader. And I sent out my uh, my, pa my Pomot. And um, immediately it's clipping the floor. Like, I know how like where its feet is and how it's supposed to look relative to a, a flat surface, it's within the ground. And there were other Pokemon that were clipping in other areas. Like it would stomp and you could see it go through the floor. That's basic stuff that you're supposed to be, you know, looking out for and trying to avoid because people notice, especially now with, you know, I don't want to say heightened sense of awareness, but experience, we know how things are supposed to look. And yet here are all these clips and glitches and bugs. And uh, thankfully, I haven't had some of the, the worst ones, like the embiggened models or riding on an invisible Pokemon. My Pokemon did disappear once, though. I was in a battle, and I summoned it out, and all of a sudden, my uh, Fue Coco just vanishes. And I'm like, where are you? <laughs> and, I mean, and, it's, and it's not like, oh, the camera was like hiding it off panel. N no, I had to move the camera, and then it showed up. Right? <laughs> like this this isn't how it's supposed to happen not for a pokemon game not for a nintendo title not for a game that just sold 10 million units all right no yeah this this needed a lot more time well i wouldn't say a lot it needed a little more time in the oven at least mm -hmm, I'll, I'll, mm -hmm. no, no, go full tilt say i'll say a lot because <laughs> i mean we're, we're just picking, picking out some of the issues that we've noticed or have seen online all right the fact that there are these many bugs to report is bad. That means yes. you need at least months, if not longer. 
you know, well, we were talking about it last week, you know, should they have delayed it a year? At this point, I say yes, because yeah, yes, the game is fun, and I can already tell you that barring something happening in the end game phases, I'm going to give this a good score, but it is not going to be as high a score as Pokemon Legends Arceus, and in the ba it's for the basic reasons. Both games were fun, but one was polished and one was not. Mm -hmm. You're like, and if I recall correctly as well in your review, like you you don't like even see that many glitches in Arceus, correct? No, like. This is the that's the most mind-boggling thing for me, Will, is that what was the biggest flaw in Arceus? Do you remember? Just the lands, the environment? Well, close. The, the graphics. Like the, the graphics, graphics. Okay. the yeah. textures. Oh, the, the graphics and the textures. Most people didn't like it because they felt it was not even PS2 level. We're supposed to be on the Switch. I, I agreed with that on certain points because I could see certain, uh, I remember certain cutscenes where the textures were just bad. That has not improved in uh, Scarlet and Violet. Some, their regions look fine. I don't like the comparison to Xenoblade Chronicles 3 because that's a totally different art style. Yes. But I, I, I agree that, you know, it is flatter in some ways, but that's also part of the point. It's not meant to be, you know, super full of trees and brush and, you know, whatever. That's not the world that, they live, they, that we live in with Pokemon. But could it have been fuller? Absolutely. And could it have looked prettier? Absolutely. But that was the big thing was the graphics you know i will never forget the x play review they gave it a three out of five and i wanted to yell at them because they were talking more about the graphics and the bloody gameplay and i'm like frosk you know i adore you but like and i know this wasn't her review written in it and everything but uh she was the avatar of the review and i'm like frosk it's not just about the graphics it's about the gameplay it's more to a game than just graphics and, and case in point golden joystick awards just came out and they gave rcs nintendo game of the year <laughs> so there you go but like that was it like they were like, like they were showing if they were showing clips it was like oh i found i've caught this pokemon and you know this action and you know the elder pokemon they were posting clips of their experiences with scarlet and violet they're posting uh pics and videos of the glitches i have yes i, I do not remember any pokemon game being like this ever you know Pointing out the flaws, absolutely. Making fun of the wild area, that was all Tyler. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> deny it all you want, Tyler. Shut up and go watch the Sixers. Um, you know, making fun of the wild area, making fun of the storyline. Like that was a big thing with, story, with Sword and Shield. Was making fun of the storyline because it just it didn't make sense at points. You know, um, poking fun at Mega Evolution because it was a, it was ripping off Digimon. You know, or or bad Pokemon designs. Uh, and I've seen those. All right, we will definitely have to do another one next week about you know Pokemon <laughs> that we saw. I'm looking at you, Gimme Ghoul Evolution. <laughs> I don't know what they thought with that one. <laughs> Cinnamon is the Winamon. <laughs> but this game is being just as much talked about for its flaws and glitches than any Pokemon game out there in history. I'm serious, history, and that's wrong. This this should have been. The crowning achievement of the Pokemon franchise, especially after what happened with Arceus. Arceus was the stepping stone, you know, that that one game could walk so that this game could run. And uh, it may be running, but it's running in place because the frame <laughs> rates aren't that good. <laughs> and and I'm not even saying, and and I and and I want to be clear on this, and, and many and many other fans are rightfully saying this. This is not a game freak issue. They are the developers. But the Pokemon company is the publisher, and Nintendo is the publisher. 
They're the ones who said, okay, the game's ready to go. I have no doubt that Game Freak was saying, we need more time on this. We need an extra few months. We need to smooth things out. And the Pokemon company said no. Or Nintendo said no. I don't know who. But someone in the higher-up said, you know, this game is good enough to release. Which has been the bane of how many games now? Cyberpunk, <laughs> No Man's Sky, Saints Row Reboot. Oh, uh, yeah. So yep, yep, even, yep. Sonic, even Sonic Frontiers. Yes, it's got well enough reviewed, but it, the parallels between the two games are very clear. You know, it's fun to play, buggy as heck. And yeah. That's wrong. Got. Yes. Yeah, no, just keep. I, I want. I'm talking for like two minutes straight here. All right. Um, okay. I wasn't sure if you're. No. <laughs> if my mic was bro broken no. again or anything. No, no, no. I, well, I would let you know. I would, let you know. <laughs> I would be like, Scott's fixing a dang mic. But I agree with you. I, it's kind of, it's, I mean, well, it's not kind of, it's really sad that that's the bane of a lot of games existence nowadays where they release an unfinished product and we're like, well, we'll, we'll polish it and finish it in the next months or so, but still expect people to buy the game now. Yeah. Just like You're giving us early access to a game that we still have to buy full price and say it's technically still the full game. Mm. And as someone who's big on like game preservation, I kind of hate when that, happens because that means that the physical cartridges you get will not have the best versions of those games on them mm -hmm. so you're when like when this eventually does get patched guess what you're not gonna have you can't just put in the cartridge and play it immediately you have to wait for updates you have to wait for patches you gotta right. wait for other things to go down right so right, right. Th that's not something that i like in games because i like having games that are complete on the disc kind of a deal or right, on right, the right, cartridge right. Uh, Whatever the game media is, I want it to be complete on it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And when I... games are released super buggy or problematic and have issues that could easily have been fixed with just a few more months, or in this case, probably a lot more months. Yeah, 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 yeah. More time in general, then I could have a complete cartridge where I don't have to fear about. Well, I have to download all these patches now. I can just. <laughs> I was just about to say, <laughs> regarding to that, yeah, like, it's, again, it's just kind of sad that we have to go and reiterate this over and over to all, after all these years already, it feels like, that's like, we remove even back in the, as the NES days, that on cartridges, like, oh, a great game, perfect, nothing needs to be patched, well, not, that's great, but now that we have to have day one patches, and now... As I said, like now with like cer certain services, like with the 3DS um, eShop going down, as well as like other uh, revenues of you want to get these games, but nope, you can't get so, and then you can't download any of the updates patches afterwards. It's like, yeah, like I don't want that anymore. Like, how many times when you, how many more example games be served as examples? Like, you want to have full. full fleshed out games i mean sure it may not have be the perfect thing but it's functional but the fact that we have so many games now that have like oh we, we ship it out right now and patch it up later like no we don't want that anymore only in some rare exceptions where actually that has actually served well like with no man's sky which now is pretty much arguably one of the best games out there currently but just because it's been <laughs> so long since then yeah. the disc is still a coaster though to get to that point <laughs> Like right, right. Problem. It just took so much, so long from that. And <laughs> now with here and Scarlet and Violet, like, even though it, ha it has sort of 10 million units, more than 10 million units out there in the world right now, th the fact that you let this 
game come like go out in the states. Sure, people were gonna have fun, but the fact you let it out in the state is like, what precedent are you putting this? Like, are you do you want more game industry like to get more cyberpunk games out there? Like, so buggy, broken messes. I mean, and again, Nintendo, you 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 came off from Arceus, which is like you, you it was perfectly functioning, and with this is like, yeah. yeah, one. I think again, I don't need to say it, but I got, I'll say it again. Like one, give time. Even like Nintendo, Shigeru Miyamoto said that like, again, delaying the games is always well worth it. And you said you and you couldn't delay this game. Like you've done it so many times before. Why? What happened now? Yeah, there. For me, the for me, the ten million is the big thing here. Is that there's no way that they didn't know they were they were gonna they weren't gonna sell well. It's Pokemon. I mean, Arceus alone was, you know, a risk for them given the context of it. And it's still 6.5 million in a week. And this is a main line. You know, this was the evolution of what they did with this in Sword and Shield. There's no way they couldn't have expected, like, oh, this will sell 7 million units. We would have waited a year to buy it. We would have, like, delayed it till November 2023, as painful as that would have been, make it an absolutely pristine game, no frame rate issues, no bugs, or as few bugs as possible. We'll be generous. And yeah. it would have been not only a game of the year contender, it by it arguably would have sold even more. As 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 weird as that sounds, because there were probably people who were hesitant because of all the 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 review scores. And well, if they, imagine if it was like even more positive, like if it was almost like a flawless game, you know, or as close to flawless as possible, like a God of War Ragnarok. You know, that game had bugs, but it was still incredible and it had like the biggest launch of PlayStation history when it launched, you know, people are going to remember this launch. Yes. Because of the sales, but because of the bugs, just like cyberpunk, just like no man's sky or, or even spore like spore had issues. Remember that? Oh uh, yeah. I, I forgot know. all about spore, but it yeah, sold, it sold well. And then had it one of the highest return rates because it was like <laughs> you got to a certain point of the game and it wasn't fun anymore. So, it was partially functional. <laughs> yeah, something like that. So there's no real excuse for this. Nintendo is the company to say, we will delay a game until it's ready. Just look at Breath, dang it, uh, Tears of the Kingdom. <laughs> I want to say Breath of the Wild 2. Um, or even look at Mario Kart. We, don't you think we should have gotten Mario Kart 9 by now? And yet, no, they're, they're not doing it because they're making money off of Mario Kart 8. So they'll release that. They could have easily rushed out a sequel, but they didn't because they're banking off what Mario Kart 8 Deluxe is doing. And that's fine. Because it's a functional, working product that now has more stages, which is cool. So to see them take a shortcut to meet this deadline and release it in November so they can keep following trends is sad because now I have a fear that they're going to look at this $10 million and go, it prints money! And all of a sudden, the next gen, whenever that comes out, or the next mainline Pokemon game, whenever that comes out, like we get a Legends 2 with Deoxys, if I recall my, my prediction correctly, um, or Darkrai. It's no Darkrai was in the game. Uh, <laughs> you know, sorry, getting my generations mixed up. But I don't want them to see this and say, "Oh, it'll sell even in a buggy state." That's not the point. <laughs> that is not the point. And everyone says, "Like, oh, but Cyberpunk is good now, and No Man's Sky is good now, and all it takes is one big patch, and uh, Scarlet and Violet will be will be perfect." It should have been that way at launch. 
Mm-hmm. And that's just the truth. And, and again, I don't blame Game Freak. I honestly blame the Pokemon Company and Nintendo because they are the overseers here. They are the ones who should say, this is, this is good, but it needs to be great. Because we have hyped this up to oblivion and back. With all the trailers, with Ed Sheeran, which is our who has already been modded out of the game. Did you guys see that? Someone, <laughs> yes. someone made a mod to get rid of the Ed Sheeran song. Um, like it's why? Why do you hate Ed Sheeran? My gosh. Anyway, <laughs> this is like Will said. This is setting a precedent, and it's a bad one. We already have enough bad precedents in the game industry, and the anime industry, and the television industry, and the movie industry. <laughs> enough with the bad precedents. Don't release a bad product. No, don't release a broken product. Mm-hmm. This game is good, but it could have been great. It could have been a masterpiece, or as close to it as possible with these games and this technology on the Switch. And and just to be clear, it's not a Switch issue. All right, we, these 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 things did not happen in Xenoblade. Did not happen in Breath of the Wild. Did not happen in Witcher. They they got the freaking Witcher to work on the Switch. Yep. Yep. They, they can't get this to happen with Pokemon, like. Take the months. Ask Monolith. Ask CD Projekt Red. Ask for help. Uh, you know there are people out there who've made this work. Get their advice. See how you make it work on the Switch. Platinum Games have done it. Like they with like uh, with Astral Chain, they had oh, yeah. a bustling city full of people, and I never once saw a frame rate issue with them. Nope. So you have the tools. You have the people who will help you if you ask. And we know that Nintendo has brought other companies into their games to, you know, flesh it out. We, we saw that with Zelda. We saw that with Mario Kart. We saw that with Smash Brothers. They've done it. Why didn't they do it here? Mm. The and world would never know. The world may never know. <laughs> and I, I expect an apology, but, you know, it probably won't be for another week or so as they revel in the money that they've already made off of this game. Mm. Well, let's see. If it's 10, 10, 10 million units... With sixty dollars a piece, right? So yep. that's combined. That's six hundred million dollars. <laughs> Something like that, yeah. And they make another like another ten million in the next three days. Then oh boy, <laughs> oh jeez. Yeah. So uh, yeah, Black Friday will be a big boon for them. So yeah, they're gonna revel in their money, and then their fans are still gonna complain. And they're gonna go, okay, it was our bad. Yeah, thanks for that. <laughs> so all right, with that. And we do we do apologize for uh for it sounds like we're complaining, but we we like you want games that not just work but are fun throughout and if we see a bug, okay, we'll point it out. But when we're seeing a bug like every two minutes or every time we go into a city or every time we do go through a certain gameplay loop, that's a problem. Okay? It's a problem. And it it, it shouldn't happen. Bugs happen. Repeated bugs should not. Mm-hmm. Right. And with that, we're ending this episode of the Nintendo Entertainment Podcast. What are your thoughts on Pokemon uh, Scarlet and Violet? Which one did you get? Who is your starter? We didn't talk about that, but, you know, uh, I'm Team Fight Coco. Scott, who'd you get? I had Sprigatito. Uh, traitor. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. You go to Quaxland, you Wait water traitor. Water type. What the heck? Because I like cats. Oh, gods. <laughs> that's the one you did to me at the Splatfest. Come on. <laughs> if it makes you feel any better, Quaxley's my second strongest Pokemon. <laughs> anyway, uh, let us know who your starter was, how you're liking your party, do you like the open world segments, what uh, of the three story paths did you like the most, etc., etc. And do you agree that it, it should have, now that you've played it, that it really should have been delayed 
six months to a year to fix all the bugs. Let us know in the comments below. So, for Skull Kit Scott and Wario Will, I am Triforce Tyler. Ladies and gentlemen, we are out of time. We are not allies. We made it to the end of the level. Enjoy your Thanksgiving. Get celebrated. Raise the flag. Thank <music> you.